Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Clarity Podcast with me, Ben Morley. I hope this finds you doing well. Today, I will be sharing with you two military stories to highlight the strengths and weaknesses of leadership being used in real time. The first is an excerpt from a story told by Tammy Barlett, a retired U.S. Air Force fighter pilot and remotely piloted aircraft instructor pilot for the MQ-1 Predator drone. He sat frozen. He was preparing to shoot a missile in defense of our troops, and he suddenly became indecisive and overwhelmed. I was the weapons officer for a Predator squadron fighting the war on terror in 2010. It was my job to analyze all of the weapons employments so we could continue to improve operations and minimize errors. On the day following this missile shot, I found myself spending countless hours analyzing what should have been a simple attack. Ultimately, the mission was accomplished, but it was far from smooth. What had gone wrong? Because the Predator is a remotely piloted piloted platform with the cockpit being on the ground a half a world away from the aircraft, the occupancy is not limited to just the acting crew. Extra people can sit behind the crew in the ground control station, and they often did. Additionally, a host of people can observe the aircraft's camera feed in real time and communicate with the crew through a variety of platforms. This may seem like a great advantage, but only if you understand the significant shortfalls of misusing this access. The pilot flying on this day was new to the squadron and had recently completed his mission checkride. This means he had been evaluated by a senior check pilot for combat operations and he was fully qualified to run this mission. As I reviewed the audio and video feed, everything started out as expected. The pilot, sensor operator, and intelligence coordinator were stepping through the procedures and everything was going smoothly. This new pilot sounded confident and was making smart decisions in a timely fashion. Then, his tone changed. He began to hesitate and he sounded like a completely different person. What happened? People outside the cockpit wanting to help is what happened. Their inputs changed the dynamics and flow of the situation. They sent an experienced instructor pilot into the control room to assist, but because he was not up to speed on the situation, this assistance actually broke the flow of the operations, creating an excessive delay in action and introduced confusion. Who was in charge? Who was making the calls? The pilot flying lost his focus and the missile shot was significantly delayed. Additionally, Because other operators observing could communicate with the crew in the cockpit, there was more confusion introduced into this combat situation. Story number two is from a friend of mine who is an operator in Special Forces, and he says, 
One of the things I loved about Special Forces was bottom-up planning. Give us the mission, we will figure out how to make it happen, or prove it is impossible. Too often, he says, I have seen top-down planning. Here is your mission, and this is how you will do it. Well, what are some of the differences between these two approaches? The ground truth. One way incorporates it into the plan, and the other ignores reality. Empowering people to figure out the best solutions or less inclusive ideas acted upon by human robots. And then a sense of ownership. When people feel involved and invested, they go that extra mile. With both of these stories, the bottom line is we must trust our people to do the job we have entrusted them to do. There are very few reasons to intervene during a time-sensitive situation. Unless safety is an issue or mission failure is imminent, lessons learned can be shared in a professional debrief after the fact. Be that on the machining floor or in the boardroom or in the conference room. Great leadership takes wisdom and discernment. What has been your experience? So, I hope this has been of help to you, and as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again.